Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Thursday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Elkanen. Denisik is here, but he is not here here. Uh, he will be joining us uh, in a couple of minutes, I, I think maybe by phone, and then at around 8.15, 8.20, uh, he will be able to join us uh, via Zoom, but he's not in front of his computer at the moment. Uh, and I think he was running a, an emergency errand that uh, he couldn't get out of. So Dennis will be joining us here in a few minutes. I don't know exactly when, but it'll be at some point during the course of today's show. But the show must go on. We've got a lot to discuss. Earnings this morning or between this morning and the afternoon session from NVIDIA and Brands and Alibaba uh, and GAN trading off this morning ahead of their report. Intel announced a big buyback yesterday. So a lot to discuss. We've got Mark Chaikin from Chaikin Analytics joining us at 8.15. He is a great guest. Joins us every other Thursday. Uh, before I throw it to Joel, I want to remind everyone to hit the like button, hit that subscribe button. We appreciate any and all likes and subscribes. And now, Joel, update us on what has happened here in the overnight trading session. Uh, good morning, Spencer. A little bit of a follow-through on Wednesday's week close. We're trading down 12 handles here at 33.60.75. Never even saw that close of 72.75. So that's your first area of resistance if we can mount a rally. Pre-market high, 70 and a quarter. Uh, for some reason, around 11 o'clock last night, we dipped to 33.44.75. That's a good 16 points below where we're trading now. So no more continued downside until we see that level. As you can see, we, we've rallied back nicely here. Uh, moving on to the other markets here, uh, crude is still struggling uh, with that $43 level. Your current high, 42.98, trading down 48 cents at 42.63. Uh, gold uh, getting beat up again after a big down day yesterday, down another $26.50 at $19.43.80. Silver in the red as well by a little bit more here, on a per no, less on a percentage basis, uh, down only uh, $0.16 cents at $27.18. And uh, you have Bitcoin hanging out for a day here, just around $12,000. It's up $185.00. Eleven thousand eight hundred and seventy-five. So, Spencer, uh, yep. me and you here. Me and you uh, for at least a few minutes. Okay. All right. The uh, the Lone Ranger out there. We will be talking to him in a few minutes. And uh, but in the meantime, there's always some earnings to uh, cover. And traditionally, we start with the the issues from after yeah. the close. Actually, looking good to well, you. Well, before we even get to that, I do want to mention, so if you look at that S&P futures chart there for a second, uh, the reason, right, part of the reason for the rally here, at least off the lows overnight, is this headline out of China uh, that the Chinese uh, commerce ministry or spokesman said overnight that China and the U.S. are going to hold trade talks uh, in the coming days. What, what does that mean exactly? <laughs> I'm not really sure. It just means they're going to hold some, they're going to talk to each other about trade in the coming days. Remember, uh, phase one of that trade deal uh, was signed in February. Uh, and so I guess we're going to be talking about phase two in a few days. So that's seemingly a bullish headline. And I don't know. That's, so, that's, so that's where we stand here uh, on the macro front this morning. We also are going to get uh, jobless claims out today. We had 30 minutes out yesterday. So macro picture a bit muddied uh, as is usual. 
but that's kind of where we stand here on that. Uh, if we want to go to earnings from after the close yesterday, we should probably start with NVIDIA. That, that was the big one uh, from yesterday's after-hour session. Uh, Q2 EPS, $2.18 versus buck ninety-seven. Sales, $3.87 versus $3.65 billion. So beat and a beat on the top and the bottom line. They gave some Q3 sales guidance of $4.4 billion. That was above estimates. They also announced a 10, I'm sorry, they did, did not announce a buyback. That was, that was entail. NVIDIA, beat, beat, and good guns. And we're down here, $3.17. Uh, we had a spike up. Now that spike up was just under the $500 level. Uh, that came in at four ninety eight ninety nine. That's really nice, uh, coinciding with that high that you had uh, yesterday or two days ago at ninety nine eighty four. So definitely a brick wall up here at five hundred, right? And I think maybe people are like, "Oh, why is it trading down?" Well, this thing was at four forty uh, in the middle of last week, and here your door knocking on the door at five hundred. Perhaps a little disappointment in no split uh, announced by the company. So maybe that's why it's uh, trading down a little bit. Uh, your after hours low, 475, currently trading seven bucks off that on the dailies. What do you got here, boy? This is a tough one. Uh, tough one to figure. You got a gap down to 468.19, but I don't know. It's already off the low. I guess just keep an eye on that closing price. Uh, that closing price from yesterday or uh, was eighty five fifty four. So get get a hold of that, get above that, and perhaps rally back up and test uh, that close on Tuesday at four ninety forty three. Uh, but uh, tough chart here, people. If you're disappointed, this is not up. Just you're you're asking for a lot. In fact, it started August at just around four twenty. I'm in strong performance all around uh, there in, in terms of the individual segments, uh, gaming revenue uh, up 26% year over year, uh, data center revenue up uh, 167% year over year. I mean, the expectations were high and they reported strong numbers. So we've seen that the strong numbers are not always indicative of uh, how the stock will react afterwards, uh, but high yeah. bar, high bar to clear. The numbers were really good. So I would just say that, that once again, that, uh, you know, the street may be disappointed, uh, no split. Potentially. Uh, and then sticking with that sector here, Intel uh, yesterday announced a $10 billion accelerated buyback program. It's not a regular buyback program. It is an accelerated program. They're going to buy back shares even faster. Boy, oh boy. Needed a catalyst, right? This thing, it, it needed, just needed something. Needed something and needed a catalyst here. Uh, and uh, they got it. They got a buyback here. 50.57 is where you spike to. Uh, pulled back. I mean, these things, you know, they're not buying back the stock right now. They had to do something, you know, to get the stock going. So you've already leaked almost a dollar off that high trading. No, not quite a dollar off that high. So use a. Uh, Use that high, that uh, pre-market high at uh, 50.57. See if it coincides with any daily highs. Uh, no, you haven't been in the 50 handle. Uh, since July 28th, you had a high at 50.23. Uh, longer term, when I'm looking at this chart, you know, get over 52, hold 52, start work your way into that gap. But uh, a little bit of a catalyst here as a stock uh, was trying, <laughs> sorely needed one. And AMD this morning, kind of following the same path of, of NVIDIA to an extent, uh, off the lows of the session. AMD, let's see how they're doing here. I mean, this stock also, I haven't looked at it in a little bit. It's had a nice run, cooled off a little bit. Hanging out at 80. I don't know about Triple D's, uh, that, that, that spread that he has on, but clinging to 80, down a buck. They macked it down to 79.40. Let's look at the range in this from yesterday. Yesterday's low, 80.45, so I'll call that resistance for now. Uh, better resistance at the close of 81.09. So kind of hanging out here. Uh, I'd keep an eye on this one. You had to break, the rally back, and now you're just kind of stalling, so. See if uh, AMD, it's going to be hard for it to rally here. Just a little sympathy trade 
with uh, NVIDIA. And then uh, go for the W in the pre-market chat. Uh, good memory on this one. Uh, remembering that a couple of years ago, Micron announced their own $10 billion buyback program. That was in May of 2018. And the stock has done pretty much nothing. Yeah, that was in May 18 <laughs> and it had the bump. You know, buybacks are buybacks. I mean, you know, the company does them and it's a, it's a, it was a short-term catalyst there. I, I don't know how that improves the, the research, the earnings, uh, other, you know, other things. Do I hear yep. somebody in the background there? Is that Triple D? No? Okay. No. no. I mean, I, as Warren Buffett would say, uh, you know, how does it, you know, improve our earnings or, or how does it uh, improve our, our financials? It, it doesn't really. It yeah. doesn't. No, not at all. It doesn't yeah. flow down to the bottom line. Yeah. All right, uh, Mark Chicken will be on with us in a couple of minutes, and then Dennis Dick will be joining us at, at some point in the hour. Again, I'm not entirely sure when he was out. He was not at home when he called me, so when he gets home, uh, he will uh, hop on with us here. Uh, let's go over to the Bob story real quick. Alibaba, they were out this morning with their Q1 report, adjusted EPS of $2.10 versus a buck ninety-nine estimate sales, twenty-one point seven six first $21.34 billion. So earnings beat and the sales beat for Alibaba. I feel like this is more the same. They, it's like they always beat. And I feel like actually they always do this in their, what they're doing now in the pre-market. I feel like they always do it. They just kind of meander and zigs and uh, seesaw back and forth. Yeah. After their report. But I just looking at the pro here, they, they always beat on their estimates. Always. Yeah, I was hoping for a little bit more on this one. Uh, there was a pair of highs, let's call it just under 266, but sellers stepped ahead of this one. Uh, didn't even get to see how high did we get here? We got to 65. So the res major resistance would be have been these two tops up here, uh, but no can do. It looks like we're peeling back on this one. It is bouncing around pretty good. What is the close from we're right around the close here? 20 to actually you got two closes in this area 260 79. No, one close 260.79. Hold get green, stay green, make a run at uh at uh yesterday's high at 60 uh 64.34. Big number on the downside would to me would be 58. I know we breached that in the pre market. Uh, but you do have a pair of lows right at 258, even. Uh, I don't know. This is just a it's a it's a it's a funky chart. I don't I don't know what to tell you on this one. I guess your major support is at uh, is at 250. Didn't get anywhere near that um, in the pre market trading. Yeah, you know, none of these. Uh, I feel like none of these uh, Chinese internet stocks, like Baba and Baidu and and JD. I, I I feel like they they their earnings moves don't seem to be too pronounced. Maybe it's just selective perception on my part. But I feel like Baba always just kind of does nothing after its report. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's kind of how it feels. Uh, let's do one more here before we bring on Mark. Let's look at L Brands. This was a surprise. Okay. This was a surprise. They yep. made uh, they made money last quarter, Joel. Their adjusted earnings per share, twenty five cents. They made money. They were profitable last quarter on an adjusted basis. Uh, the estimate was that they would lose forty two cents per share. So, bit of a surprise on that number. Sales two point three two versus two point two one billion dollars. Uh, did not see this one coming. Did not see L Brands being profitable last quarter. Uh, working, yeah. uh, working its way back to my cost basis. I think it's up there you go. 33 or $34. Can't wait to break even on that one. Uh, spike up in the pre-market trading, uh, just under 31, uh, is where you got to 30.85. A buck off that level. <sighs> boy, oh boy. I don't know. I don't think you're going to get back up there. The recent high of the rebound during the regular session has been 29.14. We are trading above that, so we'll hold 29. Maybe we'll sneak into the 30 handle. Uh, but, man, I, this thing has not been over 30 since December of 2018. So there you go, folks. Close over 30 would be great. Like I said, uh been on this one for too long, and uh, I'm glad Triple D did not go into my account no. and uh, and sell it like he was well, going to. Well, if Dennis were here, and maybe when he comes on in a few minutes, he'll say this, he, he may say, sell the rip. Yep. 
You sell the rip in stocks and debt that are in downtrends. You buy the dip in stocks and uptrends, L brands, downtrend, up this morning. Maybe saw that right. Maybe that works for you. All right. It's 8.15 now. Let's bring on our guest, Mark Chaikin from Chaikin Analytics. Mark, good morning. Hello there, Spencer. How are you? And Joel. We are, we are here. Oh, and actually, now that you mentioned it. All right. I'm going to bring Dennis on too. So, uh -oh. Mark and Dennis are joining us now. Mark, what's on your radar here this morning? Well, I feel compelled to tell you that after three years, uh, Tesla has uh, seen its power gauge rating turn bullish as of last Thursday's <laughs> close, 1621. There you go. After the split was announced. Dennis, I had to get morning. here in time for Mark. Dennis, good morning. Hi there, Dennis. I had to I get here in time it. for Mark. I was like, I got to get there by 8.15 because I do not like to miss Mark shaking. Well, did you, hear, did you hear the news, Dennis? What's the news? The power gauge rating turned bullish on Tesla last Thursday. Boom. Power gauge rating, 16.20. Amazing. There you go. Well, anyways, unbelievable. I mean, Tesla has just been, what do you think? Okay, so the power gauge has turned bullish here now. Last what do you week. think? I mean, we got the split. Yeah, and, and the timing was good, obviously, because on that breakout, so I'm assuming it turned bullish when it started to get through that 1600 area. And exactly. obviously, and I was looking at it there too, and I was like, man, if you're ever going to go long Tesla, yeah, after they announce a split, now might be the time. And obviously, that was would have been a really good call if, if anybody got long in the 1500, 1600 area, because it's been straight up since the split. Uh, this split trade is interesting because Apple announced a split, Tesla announces a split. You've got a lot of stocks that are running. I think speculation, you know, CMG being one of them, uh, except for yesterday when tech pulled back a little bit, but NVIDIA having, you know, outsized runs over AMD now. I think you've got this full split trade on. What are your thoughts here? I'd stay with Tesla. You know, the momentum has always been there, at least since, uh, since the March bottom. And uh, the world is looking at them uh, through a rosy lens. Uh, solar, uh, also solar is something that's under appreciated. They made that hugely uh, self-interested acquisition of um, you know, Elon Musk's other company, the solar company. Uh, but that's starting to pay off for them. They've got a lot of money to invest in solar, which is an area of the market that I love, by the way. I mean, instead of beating the, the Tesla drum, I'd rather talk about First Solar, FSLR. First Solar is just a strong, strong Stock, it's reported earnings since I was on last. In fact, almost every stock we've talked about in the last two months has reported blowout quarters. And that's impressive, and that's why I think the rally is going to continue. This is, and, and you know, we've talked solar, and we can go into that in the details too, but you make a good point here. I think the earnings, this earnings season, the bar was low for a lot of companies, but they weren't like, I mean, and you look at earnings reports like Target yesterday and you're like, wow, some companies actually thrived in this environment, which I think surprised the market to a certain extent. Like we knew Target was going to be good, but those numbers were just unbelievable. And it is some of the tech companies are thriving. I, I obviously back in March, we didn't think any of that could happen. So it's interesting that this market has found a way to, you know, obviously get back to all time highs despite a pandemic still going on. And despite negative seasonality, I think that's underappreciated because seasonality works when it works and when it doesn't, you, you, you wonder why. But in this case, guidance, you've got a net guidance spread. 12% of the companies in the S&P uh, raised their guidance, only three lowered their guidance. So you have a net spread of 9%. That's the, the largest in years. So it's not just that they beat a low bar, which they clearly did, but now they went out on a limb to say, we like what we're seeing going forward. And, you know, look at NVIDIA. Analysts are doing what they normally do in bull markets. They're raising their price targets. That's part of the big spike on Monday. Uh, you had Susquehanna Group out of Philadelphia raising their target to 550. You had Oppenheimer raising theirs to 520, BOA doesn't mean they're going to get there, uh, and analysts do like to play follow the leader, but it sure creates a lot of demand on, uh, on the institutional level because all the supply gets eaten up. I mean, who's at some point, who's left to sell NVIDIA? I, I mean, if you were just going back to the, the companies that were strong last quarter, if you looked at the retail sales report from, from July last week, it, it kind of said this, right? I mean, home improvement retailers, revenue, we, 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 sales were up 
right? I mean, non, uh, non-store non retailers, so e-commerce, i.e. I, I, Amazon, sales were up. So uh, basically, unless you're a, you know, a clothing-based or a mall-based retailer, you probably did okay. I mean, that's what the retail sales report for July said. You did. And how, uh, it's interesting that you got a lot of selling into the news on Walmart and uh, even Lowe's, um, but home builders, not to jump around too much, but home builders are the canary in the coal mine. And basically, this group is off the charts strong. What an opportunity that was back in March when you saw, and obviously there was a lot of stuff that was cheap in March, but maybe nothing cheaper than the home builders when everybody thought everything was going to grind to a halt and KB homes went from $40 to $10 and it's all the way back. And, you know, I, I, I've obviously, I'm trying to build a house right now. So I'm very familiar with how it's going, at least from in, a, in Canada, I'm sure the U S is the same trades are all backed up. Prices of lumber have escalated. Um, and you, you look here and everybody wants to, you know, be, you know, there's a lot more people that want to be in a home here right now. And I do believe that there's, you know, people who are living in the city in these big apartment buildings and it kind of turned, you know, some of them off the whole COVID thing to be living so close to everyone. So I, and, and I talked to friends, you know, outside Chicago and they're like, it is booming in the suburbs when you start getting outside, housing prices are flying high. Because there's people who don't want to live in an apartment after this. And, and it doesn't take a lot of people, but if 10% of people decide, I don't like the apartment living as much, or I don't like the condo living as much in, when I'm so close to my neighbors and if something like this happens again. And I think that's, and then they like more space. And, you know, imagine being cooped up in March in your condo versus, you know, your house, the people who had homes and pools and stuff were in a lot better shape. So I think that continues to drive the home builders going forward. And two big studies, Dennis, one from KKR back in April, talking about the most compelling demographic change is going to be movement out of big cities, uh, echoing what you just said, into suburban homes. J.P. Morgan Chase last week came out uh, with a position paper talking about the same thing. So the big, uh, the big investment banks uh, the people who own apartments, I mean, uh, wonder what they're going to do with them, um, are very bullish on the demographics for single-family home ownership. So you've got to look at stocks like Lennar. And by the way, uh, I own NVIDIA, so I should have disclosed that when we were talking about it uh, and have for quite a while. Uh, but there's some small-cap home builders. Uh, another one I own, and when I say I, it's usually Sandy who found them, not me, and <laughs> bought them. But uh, M slash I homes, M H O spiked up to a new high. It's a small cap. Uh, the interesting thing about the home builders that everybody who's listening should realize is they pretty much move in lockstep. So if Lenar is going up, M H O is likely to be going up and an incredible earnings report and a big spike up uh, above 47. I think what did it get up to uh, Joel about 4770. Uh, two days ago. Yeah, we're, you're talking about MHL. This one I haven't looked at. Uh, 47.67, all-time high. Trading in the red a little bit today. And, uh, you know, also a beneficiary of this. And uh, people are asking about it. You know, new IPO, uh, Rocket Homes, rocketing this morning, up 75 cents at 22.15. Uh, still, I've not seen any news on this one, Spencer. Do you got anything for us on that? rocket no I, no it's just I, follow through Joel. Follow i mean this through? thing turned yeah. it turned two days ago probably right when we me and <laughs> me me, <laughs> me and kenny dogged it and I, I sold this bad i i i scratched the trade i i got in it i was in it for a few days i didn't like the way it was responding i didn't like the way it responded to earnings but you know what kick-started this kramer jim, jim kramer he came on and the stock was in the gutter. It was trading at 19 and he came on Mad Money and he said, this stock is too cheap, buy it. And when he said that, it has pretty much, it, it, it stalled a little bit that morning. Like it had a big Kramer pop, pop from 19 to 19.75 million, then pulled back a bit because people were fading all the pops, but then the follow through came. And Jim Kramer is a market turner on stocks like this. He has put the wind back in the sales of RKT. 
2218. I just want to mention this, folks. What? That's uh, halfway back. That's where you're uh, you're coming in now. So I want to know what I want to know what the shake and power gauge is saying about RKT though, because well, that's the tell. It's too new. <laughs> we need it. We is need it too new? We need a year's worth of data. You wait a year. But you know what was influencing this? There, this was a week of housing numbers. Uh, in fact, today is the only day we don't have a housing report coming out. They've been wildly bullish, uh, but the weekly mortgage. Um, refis were down because interest rates ticked up. So I think that might have affected Rocket. Uh, but here it is in the face of that coming on strong. This is just Fed liquidity washing over negatives. And you've got to start looking at what could go right, not what can go wrong. So a, a two-day sell-off based on refis down, sort of meaningless in the bigger scheme of things. And liquidity is, is to me, the whole uh, story about the market. It's uh, even the way people parsed the Fed yesterday. If you actually read what they said, they said they were surprised at how strong the economy was since the July meeting. You know, they said uh, the retail sector is stronger than they imagined, but what did people focus on in the short term? Because the market is overextended. Uh, some of the cautionary conversations that went on, but that's going to be forgotten in the next couple of weeks. One caveat, we are heading into this very uh, volatile period when uh, typically people went to the beach. Now they're already at the beach, but um, there, I think volatility is going to pick up after the options and futures expiration on Friday. There's something called the gamma trade where the dealers are on one side and, and when the dealers are short, uh, they tend to uh, dampen price moves at the 3,400 level on the S&P. A lot of positions come off on Friday and I expect the market to get more volatile between now and Labor Day or between Monday and Labor Day. All right, we'll have to keep that on our radar. Uh, Mark, before we let you go, any just any final thoughts here? Anything else on your on your radar you, we haven't discussed? Anything you're actively avoiding right now? Well, I'm avoiding the financials. I just don't see how you make money in this market in the financials. You and Buffett. Yeah, that's sort of interesting. Also, yeah. there was um, I got some nice press. Hopefully, Benziga picked it up. Uh, trim tabs over the weekend put out a big study saying $60 billion of insider selling, you know, that's a cautionary flag. And I took the opposite side of that trade. I basically said that insiders are the ultimate value investor. They're looking at their own stock and thinking, gee, this is an opportunity to raise some money, but the market keeps going up in the face of that, except when Buffett's selling because Buffett exited what the airlines and the banks. So, uh, that's more of an informed opinion than a management who looks at a stock that's just tripled and says, let me get some cash in the bank. So I, I've, if people are zeroing in on insider activity, I don't think insider selling is as significant as it would normally be. Case in point, I had recommended Qualcomm in my weekly market letter about six weeks ago. Within three days, I saw that the chairman had sold a third of his position. So I backtracked and said, switch out of Qualcomm and into NVIDIA. And that worked out because NVIDIA rallied 30%, 25%. Guess what? Qualcomm rallied 30% from the 90 level. So um, insider selling is not as meaningful in this market, in my opinion, as it would normally be. They, they almost completely ignore it. I mean, I track this stuff very closely. You can watch it right through Benzinga Pro. They, they, they almost completely ignore it. Um, and we, you know, we've seen some studies, and I believe we had somebody even on our show saying insider sells to insider buys. There's always a lot more sales because lots of reasons to sell. People have to live. They have to raise capital. They buy mansions when you're CEOs. They buy yachts. Um, so it usually runs somewhere about 15 to 20 to 1 on looking at how many sells to buys. It's been running 40 to 1 for a while here. So there's so much more selling going on, but the market just completely ignores that. Um, usually it's a bearish sign when the insiders are selling at this level, but the markets continue to go higher in the face of that, and they're completely ignoring the insider selling. And one final point, the companion to that is that companies are raising an awful lot of money at these levels. Now, if, if you're the public uh, and you're not invested, then you got to wonder, but from a 
corporate liquidity point of view, you've got companies like Overstock, Wayfair, uh, mundane companies uh, in the materials business raising money at these price levels. It's quite extraordinary. And that, you know, speaks to companies that are going to be stronger going forward. So, uh, you know, even though insiders are selling companies, are raising money, which I think is very, very bullish going forward. All right, Mark Chaikin is the founder of Chaikin Analytics. You should check out their platform. They got some really great stuff, Chaikin Money Flow, Chaikin Power Gauge, uh, great research for stocks and ETFs. Mark, thanks so much for the time today. Spencer, Joel, Dennis, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. thanks, Mark. All right, uh, I wanna look at GAN here. Um, just because it is up, what's it up now this morning? Uh, up 6% now this morning. They had a press release at 7 a.m. They announced a new uh, product, basically, uh, or the, the launch of a new app uh, with Penn Gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and That's going to pop up. GAN also reports earnings, I believe it's today after the close. That's oh, not really. They? That, I'm list. not sure how relevant that is to this move. It's not relevant to this move this morning, but that that move is based off of the press release. Yeah, they are, they are uh, due to report after the close today. But again, this press release about them launching a new app uh, with, with Penn Gaming, uh, basically a new client, uh, is, is what's moving the stock this morning. I so, mean, Penn Gaming and Portnoy, everybody just continues to talk about it. Obviously um, mentioned on CNBC, it seems like every hour, and that is really what has pumped that. So anything to do with Penn Gaming right now is going to prop up a stock. Like Jason says, Gan, the thing behind the thing. Um, it, it started to look good a few days ago. Obviously, it had the nice big candle breakout from when it was consolidating around 20, and that was the time to strike. The next day, it actually gave you a second chance at 2078. I wish I would have took that chance. We know I sold my stock up at 26. I was going to rebuy it. I never did. The problem is you train so many things and you don't look back at it and then you miss it. So wish I would have got back in this one. Congratulations to the Bulls. It looks good. Sports betting too. Don't kid yourself. I mean, you're seeing the plays come back too. So it's not only pen gaming. DKNG DraftKings is starting to show some life here. It's been a consolidation station, but the chart doesn't look that bad. The LCA that we've been a part of, and I'm still in, has come back substantially from the lows. Obviously, that's you know still just a SPAC, but it's going to become golden nugget gaming which you know is is, is it's not a, a pure play at all on sports betting but you know it's obviously online betting as well uh, just you know for, for casino betting so you know you but you see this thing and you know gan is the thing behind you know a lot of these companies here so if these companies like pen gaming uh dkng start doing well and continue to go up you're going to see gan follow and obviously anything when you link it to pen gaming right now is hot 26 uh now we did trade above that in the uh in the pre-market just a couple brackets ago you got the 2675 i'm just looking at three or four highs at that 26 area that's where we are right now uh so let's see 2715 that was your high back on july 10th but important for this one hold 26 and just keep on going if you're Want to just look at this, trying to buy it on a retracement, a pullback. A couple highs in the upper 25 or lower 25 handle, 25.27, 25.28. That that old resistance will act as new support today. But uh, 26, big number. It stopped a couple rallies to see if it can get get above off the open and hold 26, make a run at that pre-market high. I mean, speaking of Penn Gaming, um just to give you guys some like inside uh, baseball. So we, we were watching, you know, the stock yesterday at around 1145, 1150, and we're seeing it sell off. And there, there were some, there was some debate, uh, you know, uh, uh, on the Benzinga news desk about, well, there's this video going around that Dave Pornoy is sick. And uh, the video at, at the time had, a hundred thousand views on Twitter. Like sick, and, like house, like what sick, like flu like he, sick. Like he posted a video of himself in bed saying how sick he was. And he's like, he's like, do I have COVID? I don't know, but I'm very sick. And I've been, yeah. I've been so anyway. So at the time, the video had like a hundred thousand views on, on, on Twitter. Penn was going down, right? Penn had traded off the highs and this is at like 1145, 1150 AM Eastern time yesterday. And there was, there was a debate, uh, you know, uh, um, among the, the news desk of, well, you know, are these two things related? Oh, for and, sure. And the ultimate, 
and and it seems dumb right it seems so stupid right like a stock is trading down because like someone is sick because Pen gaming is all portnoy right now the whole rally is portnoy you know the whole rally think about how much so, cnbc I, I, mentions I, I, portnoy and, and, and pen. also mentioned that in the video he did specifically mention pen gaming like you talked about the stock like for two seconds yeah but do we know if he's really sick do we know you know if it's a play do we know maybe he's got a little flu bug i mean it's not like COVID isn't the only thing that's going around we do know from the videos you know that portnoy i wouldn't say is one that's being safe about COVID. you know he's going around you know checking every pizza joint he's out there in the public i don't see a hell of a lot of masks on him so we know he's not you know being safe in in my opinion um so it could he get COVID? he could it's possible I mean, beyond that, though, I, I mean, there's definitely, I understand the, the, the people we say, uh, like some people on our news desk were saying, like, there is no way that the stock can be down because Dave Portnoy is, is sick because no, there's a hundred percent, I'm not even 99%. If he came well, out with a video that he was sick, a hundred percent chance. I'm telling you, that's why the stock. So, so, so anyway, so the it's totally linked the end, the end gaming and Portnoy are totally connected. Right. So the now. end of totally. the story, the end of the story is that at 1157, and this is before I should mention, this is before everyone else had this out at 1157. We had a headline that, that saying pen shares were down as, uh, Twitter circulate a video from Barstool founder Dave Portnoy that he's sick and sure. So anyway, so we ended up did go. We went with a headline. The, and, the only and, thing and, though, too, and that's a headline. That's a fine headline. The the cues were selling off too, so you're going to have the right. market effect. But I, I'll tell you, if Dave Portnoy all of a sudden got very sick, Penn Gaming would get hammered. hammered. Right. So 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 my first reaction was okay. Well, let's look at what MGM, Las Vegas Sands win, and they were all down, but not to the extent that Penn was. Right. So and then you know fast forward a few hours and. I see this thing. It's everywhere. It's on CNBC. It's on C. It's on Fox News or Fox Business. It's I see it everywhere. Right? That oh, Dave Portnoy is sick and the stock is down. And we had that same debate like three hours prior. It's just crazy to to see how that. And so I, I think my takeaway was that you know Dennis, you're saying that the two are, are definitely linked. My my takeaway from that was I'm not saying they are linked, but not saying they aren't linked either. Right? We don't. No one can really know why a stock does what it does. Um, but it was awfully co- uh, coincidental that the stock traded down after this video was posted. So that was a, a little bit inside. It's not even coincidental. Hunter, it's, it's the reason. I mean, you think about it, Penn Gaming, uh, it's just totally linked. I, it's, well, hopefully, hopefully he's not me sick. And hopefully he's doing okay. I mean, uh, you know, uh, let's just hope that he's but, doing okay. Yeah, bottom mean, line here is these stocks are retail driven. So hold on to your hats. Penn, yeah, exactly. Penn, uh, DraftKings uh, retail driven, so watch out because they can move here intraday. All right, eight uh, thirty-eight here. We'll get to some tickers in the chat in a few minutes. Dennis, what else was on your radar? We already covered Baba, Nvidia, L Brands. Was there any any stocks that we didn't? Or we Intel as well? well? I missed the first ten minutes, so if we go over a stock that sure. I missed, uh, just let me know. You talked Intel. Yep, buyback. Yeah, I'm long the stock. I don't know, though. You know, when you look here, just to, to come back to it here, um, you know, it hasn't been performing. And now you get a pop on a buyback. It's important that it responds well today. It's, it's important it's, that it holds the gains. It's already back under 50. I mean, you know, this is a little bit of desperation maybe on the part of Intel because they don't have the growth, but they do have the cash. They're trying to get their stock price to come back higher. And I, I, it's it's very important. Today is a very important day for Intel. I agree. We talked about that. It spiked up over fifty bucks. Got almost fifty fifty seven. I mean, it's a sleepy chart. It's already leaked a buck. So I think I'd, uh, I think I'd go with your high of the days in there. I think you have to look at uh, some intermediate levels. Uh, holding fifty. You know, we've leaked right away off it. So I think it's sell the news here. I yeah, think fell so down too. to forty nine bucks. It's just it's not it's not uh you know nothing to get excited Old about. Tech just doesn't have a story, and right now this market only cares about stories. Mitch knows that we talk about it all the time. Stories is what matters to this market. What's the Intel story? And somebody's saying, you know, I said, you know, it could be you know out of favor for a long time, and they're right. And then I turned around and bought it. Um, you know, Jeremy was on the show, and he was like buying. It. I was like, you know what? It's maybe cheap enough now. Maybe I will. But I don't like the way it's been responding either. I honestly think I might sell them to the pop here today. We'll see. 
Uh, but I'm watching it very closely here. I'm in from around 49. So I'm actually up in like 70 cents. What do you do that day? But I mean, I, I've kind of been wishy-washy on this since I bought it. I bought it a week ago and I'm just looking and it's just not responding. I wanted to get back up over 50 with this and hold 50. It's important that it holds 50. Maybe this could be the catalyst to go. So it's kind of like you almost need today's information to say, can you know they turn this and can they get you know the momentum going again? But, you know, when they're delaying the chip two, three years, that's the issue. And you look at how Cisco has performed and it's been a dog. And you look at, you know, Oracle's getting a lift here right now, but Oracle's getting a lift from TikTok. But, you know, Hewlett Packard's been a dog. Uh, you know, you can look at Micron. You can look at Western Digital. And it's just such a separation. It's so interesting that you have some tech stocks with the high P's that just don't stop going up. And then you have the tech stocks with the low P's, the higher dividends that are absolutely hated. And it's just a, a matter of, you know, you get this two, three day rally in value and then it's sold again. And the overall trend has been to sell value and buy growth. And you can clearly see it in tech. Can't argue with that. I mean, we looked at uh, the Cisco's <clears throat> continued to leak um, after uh, its disastrous day. I mean, it's looking just like, look at that. I mean, it has, it had a lower high. Well, yesterday it had a higher high, but that thing's leaking down to that $41 area that we talked about, right? We, a while ago, $41.31. We're getting closer and closer to that level. Uh, leaning on a double bottom at $41.80. You're taking that out right now. So no, nothing good here for Cisco either. And also think about it like this. Like if, if you're in one of these stocks, whether it's Intel or whether it's energy or, or utilities or, or financials or healthcare or any of the sectors that, that have lagged the overall market these past you know, three months, the S&P 500 is up 15% in three months. And if, if you're looking at your stocks and you're saying, oh my God, and they're not rallying, then at some point, you got to call a spade a spade, right? Yeah, you're the wrong. You're in the dog. You're in the right. wrong stocks. Right. Call a spade a spade, and you know, 15% rally in three months. Every sector is green except for energy. Uh, I mentioned that's lagged. Banks have lagged. Utilities have lagged. Intel value tech has lagged. At some point, you got to look around and realize, all right, I think I think maybe it's time to. It's why I sold my Micron um, because it wasn't, you know, responding well. And we had even a couple upgrades in there. And I'm like, it's selling into every, and when you see your stock and it pops on the headline and then starts to sell the strength, it means there's just too much overhead supply. People want out and they're selling into every pop. I mean, Western Digital too was such a good tell. You know, they cut the dividend out of the blue. We didn't even expect it and they cut it to zero. That's already telling you that they've got some fundamental problems when the companies are doing that. And it came back after that a couple of times. But again, all the rallies were sold. And now you look at WDC and you're like, holy crap, that's got to be one of the ugliest tech charts that are out there right now. You think about how strong tech stocks have been. And you look at WDC and you're like, man, is that a dog? And everybody wants to play the catch-up trade. Everybody wants to say, okay, this is the bottom. It's going to turn. But we've seen in this market, the strong get stronger and the weak get weaker. And if you're in weak stocks and, you know, sometimes a strong turn to weak stocks and maybe that's the time to get out too. It's, it's the trading mentality here of just riding the winners. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was a week or two back. Uh, someone was uh, asking me about Western digital and they said that uh, their broker told them it was oversold. You know, and uh, just that term, uh, you can stay oversold or overbought for long, long periods of time. So uh, just be careful if you're look when you're looking at long term investing, you know, look at the fundamentals, oversold, overbought indicators are something that can persist for a very long time. That's a great point, Joel. Uh, all right, 844. Uh, we're going to do tickers from the chat in a couple of minutes. I'm going to get to a couple of ratings I saw. Shake Shack catching an upgrade this morning. Shake Shack. From Wedbush, from neutral to overweight or outperform. Uh, and they're raising their price target to $77 from 53 on Shack. I don't mind this call. It's been consolidating for a long time it's mm -hmm. so expensive oh my goodness it, well yeah but you can't look at that because this market just <laughs> does not care market about valuation care. so you know cfa hat throw it in the garbage for now because the market just does not care about valuation and it hasn't cared about valuation for a long time so it will again one day 
And then you'll have to put your CFA hat back on and your valuation hat back on. But if you're analyzing a balance sheet to try to come up with a reason to buy a stock, you are drastically going to underperform this market. It's all about momentum. It's all about a story. Could the Shake Shack story get hot again? I think it could. I think it could. Valuation's extreme. It doesn't make any sense at all. But could the stock get hot? We don't care. The stock starts going up, you make money. Could that story get hot again? It could. Could an analyst like Wedbush be one to kickstart it and the catalyst to get Maybe. it going? Maybe. Important that it holds 55 today. Let's see what it does. It's going to open up. You know, if you want to take a flyer, I would say I would stop myself out on a swing trade at yesterday's low of 53.76. Because if it, if it fades this and they don't like the upgrade and with a $77 price target, then nothing's going to kickstart it. But if you want to come in, take a flyer and buy a 55.30 or 55.40 where it's trading right now. You know, I don't usually like buying rips, but up 2.4% on an upgrade on Shaq out of the blue isn't extreme. There could be some follow through here. So let's see what it does. I would stop myself out if I was taking that though at 53.76. Always have a contingency plan. Uh, yeah, it's traded 55.22 right now as we speak. Look at this 56 though, folks. Look at this $56 area. Have got over it, touched it here in the uh, in the pre-market. But look at that. 56 was was that your exact high from yesterday? 56.09, and then you go back a while here, just over 56. Another high, just over 56 bunch of highs here in 56 when it broke out and went to 64 so i would be looking for a possible breakout here uh, we have leaked 80 cents off that but i like that level and from a monthly here you did have this spike what if that must have been uh june you did get over 60 but overall the stock has underperformed uh since it peaked out over a hundred dollars hasn't done quite a 50 percent retracement but uh that's right. Keep an eye on 56 there. Shake Shack. And just to look ahead uh, to earnings, we've got raw stores after the close today. Gain, I mentioned after the close. And tomorrow morning, John Deere and Foot Locker. So keep those names on your radar. Did you see this Retail Foot week. Locker? Do you see the Foot Locker chart? That thing traded to 34 that one day. Well, yeah, because what did they do? They, they came out pre, pre-announced, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not sure what that means for tomorrow. Well, you know what the mess thing is? I've seen this happen before. Stock pre-announces, it pops, and then it pulls back until they announce, and they're like, oh, they beat, and they pop it again. I've seen that happen before. I almost want to go long it just because they've already pre-announced and they were going to be okay. And the market is just so, you know, it just doesn't pay attention that, I don't know, I think, Think this could get a pop on the beat that they've already said they're really, gonna because I, I feel the other way. I've I seen feel, it happen. I feel the other way though. I feel like I, I feel like they're gonna I just sell any rip in, in Foot Locker. I don't know. So they so they announced on August tenth. That's why we have a market, Spencer. So, so they announced on August tenth that same store sales last quarter increased eighteen percent, and that they were gonna um, be profitable. Uh, they're, they're, what, what day was it? That was on August 10th. Yeah. I mean, it traded even higher in the pre-market. I remember it got up to this $34 area. But Lincoln came back to the area, you know, the scene of the crime here. So Dennis is right. Sometimes they do, you know, they give the announcement. And uh, and it moves again. Uh, S&Ps are down 13 and a half handles. Uh, we leaked a little bit. Went back to mid-range on the session. Now trying to recover. Uh, unemployment claims. I did not see what the numbers were. Spencer, do you have those available? Uh, yeah, jobless claims. It was over a million, which was higher than expected. Uh, the estimate was for 925,000 jobless claims filed last week. The actual reading was 1.1 million. Uh, continuing claims, uh, just a smidge under 15 million. Man, these numbers, it's crazy how fast we get used to these numbers, but they really are insane when you stop and think about it. A million claims filed in a week for like a 15th, 20th week in a row. It's just crazy stuff. All right, let's go to the chat. Before we do that, I'm going to make my usual announcement to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. I'm hitting the like button the, right The more now. likes we get, the more tickers we'll talk about. Oh, I have to sign bad. in to hit the like button. I didn't oh, sign in yet. You got to do that. You got to sign okay. in. Yeah, the more likes we get, the more subscribers we get, the more tickers we will discuss. Let's go to the chat and let's look at... 
Let's see, they're all talking about Tesla. We talked about that a little bit. Um, okay. I don't think we did a technicals on it. I haven't looked at it. We'll just real quick here for you. Your Tesla bulls and bears. Look at that. Matching ranges almost. Taking out a pair of lows. Where were the lows the last two sessions? Uh, 18, let's call it 1843. If you're looking for support in this, I don't even know if we'll get that low. Down seven bucks. All-time high. Maybe a little seller over 1900 because two days in a row it got over 1900 and pulled back. All-time closing high. Uh, that was from Tuesday, 1887.09. I heard to be bearish Tesla with yeah. that shirt. I mean, where are you? Yeah. It, this this got two thousand on the mind. I, I think it's going to two thousand, like sooner than later. Okay. Next, I think I think we all agree. Uh, here's here, here's what we haven't looked at it for a while. L three Harris L H X. This was the the merger between L three, yeah. right? And uh, uh, and so L H X is is the new ticker on that. I own it. I'm in from $27 about a decade ago. So I'm going to be holding on to this one. Um, If you're just looking at it just from a technical perspective, you're in consolidation station here. This is a little bit, you know, obviously it's not a reopening trade, but it's not trading. It's trading more with those stocks. And, you know, I don't totally know why. I mean, it, it's, it, it it can perform either way, but I don't mind the chart here. Like I said, I'm on the stock. Why is this a? Why do you think this is a reopening? I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Well, I'm just saying I don't know, Joel, but I'm telling you, okay. I have it classified with that because I trade these things all the time and I pair sure. them up, and it's moving with those stocks like a Boeing more. And I, it, it, there should be separation there, but there's not for some reason. Well, I'll tell you why because they're like an aviation supplier. Like, there you go. So, so there you go. So that that big business okay, to it. There you go. So so there you go. So there is a fundamental reason. One eighty-five. Um, that's sticking out like a sore thumb here. That's what you need. That's your major resistance. You need to break above that and you know make another run. But until until we clear one eighty-five, it just it looks like tired consolidating after a bump up, and you got good support. Two lows in the same area. All right, Jamie Gonzalez asked about Cinemark CNK. They caught an upgrade this morning from Benchmark. They announced an eighteen dollar price target and an upgrade to buy. I know they're opening some theaters. AMC got a huge pop yesterday. Did you see AMC CNBC influence again? That stock popped from five forty to five eighty because oh, the CEO the C- was the talking. CEO was on, right, right. It goes up ten percent on the CEO interview. I was like, are you kidding me? Anyways, it's pulling back. Um, I don't. Again, it's the reopening trade. So if you think oh. we're going to turn around and beat COVID yep. anytime soon, maybe some of these stocks are cheap enough to buy. But if you think COVID's going to stick around for a while, these theaters are bleeding money right now. And the longer that we're still a little bit scared to go to movie theaters, the worse it is for these companies. So instead of, you know, gambling, whether, you know, we're going to be COVID sooner than later, wait till you get the announcement of the vaccine or, you know, that's what pops these things. These, all these reopening stocks are just vaccine news. We've been kind of quiet on that front for a week and a half. So maybe we're due for some, but you have support at 10, I'd say below 10 and gets really slippery. Got to clear 12 here. Uh, you had that run over 13. Not sure what that was about. On Monday, uh, and then you gapped down on uh, Tuesday, quiet yesterday. Trying to hold 11. There's a couple lows there at uh, 1083 and 1101. So there's some support ahead of the low of the move. All right, question. So I, I've had this AMC gift card for like nine months, and I keep it on the table right, right next to my front door. So I see it every day. Do I do I use this AMC gift card? <laughs> it's free. I mean I can go to. You're the scared it's gonna. You're scared it's gonna be worthless. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, my point is, I see this thing every day. I've had it for like nine months now. When when the theater reopens, are they all open? Are they reopen no. the theaters? No, not yet, but they're going to. Okay. But but uh, but do I'm I scared to go into a theater because you know why? Every time I hear somebody cough, I'm gonna be like, oh, am I getting sick? It's just not as fun of an experience as no, it should be. Are we gonna all sit in there in masks and then lift their mask to eat our popcorn? I mean, it's it's tough. It's gonna be tough on the theaters for a long time. Should you go to a theater? Should you go and sit and you know eat and? I mean, it's what your risk tolerance, right? Risk return, risk reward. Everything's risk reward. Well, here's what you can do. You can just 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 open your mask and just drop the popcorn in there and just shut the mask. And then you're <laughs> just, you have a mask of popcorn. All right. how, much did you go to, how much did you go to movies uh, pre-COVID? I mean, I, yeah. I, 
couple times a year. I mean, yeah, like maybe every other month. I don't know. Really? Oh, that's uh, what I- five times a year. I don't know. I have no idea. All right. Back to the chat. Sorry. Uh, distraction. Uh, we were asked about uh, from Bradley uh, KL Kirkland Lake. Oh, it just moves with gold. So gold all over the place this morning. It was down, it's up, it's down. Um, it's just bouncing around here. Um, so right now, GLD is absolutely flat. This just moves with gold. Gold got hammered yesterday. You know what was good, though, is the miners held up better than the GLD did. And that's rare to see. Usually you see the miners have a higher beta than GLD. But actually, in yesterday's case, a lot of the miners were not down as much as the GLD was on a percentage basis. But absolutely hammered. It makes me more convicted that the gold top is in. So what we saw happen with GLD was the ridiculous run, and silver especially, the ridiculous run from 18 to 27, one of its biggest moves ever in a three-week period. And then you saw the big flush. What happened? We started to climb back up. People like, it's not over yet. But we did not make a new high on that move on GLD or silver, and now we start flushing them again. I think gold and silver topped out back on August the six obviously hindsight you can see but i think that's you know that could be a top for a long time so i'd be a seller of rallies and gold stocks and that includes kirkland lake uh yeah silver let's look at it i mean this is still i mean hanging out near the the uh the high of the move i mean you can't it, it's really held up well it's at 5320 uh that high was just under 58 Keep an eye on that two-day high uh, above 54. That's your resistance. Looks like sellers even stepped down off off that high, off that two-day high at 55.17.54. But boy, oh boy, still still within striking distance that all-time high. Even with gold, the big pullback in gold. In Seago, I'm surprised to see this one gap down the way it did. I hadn't looked at it for a while. Uh, Did they do an offering too? Did they do an offering? Uh, well, they they had earnings. They uh, did an offering too a week or two ago, and yeah. yeah, I think there was an offering in there. So. I I sold this one. I, I kind of want to get back in. Me too. <laughs> I, I kind of want to get back in, and there's reason to. But then you're like, is the story cooled off, or is it you know starting to really cool off? I mean, this was a stock, and obviously Cole gave it to us. I bought this back at a buck. I bought you know, it because Cole was just preaching it like five, three, four years ago. It took a long time. Wait, wait, so, I sat there for six months and didn't go anywhere. So back up. So Matt Cole is a, a sales guy who used to work at Benzinga, uh, and he really only had the attention span for one stock at a time. And for like for like two years, his he stock. loved this. He was like, he it was just preaching in Seagull to everyone. <laughs> for two years, this and was me, just, I think Raz even said, we all bought it just because we just didn't want to hear about it. Anymore. Yeah, we wanted to shut <laughs> up. We wanted to and it ended up being such a huge winner. I, you know, I sold some. I sold way too early. You know me. I'm always out early. So I sold some at four. I sold some at five. And then I held a little piece and I sold the rest. And I, I got out around 10 or 11 bucks. And it ran to 15. I was like, oh, wow, this is still going. But now it's back to 11. So I was like, do I rebuy the piece that I sold? You know, and is it going to have, you know, it's a 5G play is what it is. So, yep. But it's got yep. Kramer love a lot, you know, in the last, you know, three, four months too. So props to Cole. He was all over this. He it was, was an awesome he, stock. He the was question right is, it, has the easy money been made in it or it doesn't yep. have another run? He was early, but he was right eventually. So. He was. He, he was all over it. And I mean, and he, he did really well. He was well two years early on it, but he was right eventually. He was two years. I'm telling you, I was in that in Seagull, I think for probably almost a year and it didn't go anywhere. And I was he just did. like, I had forgot I about it. And then all of a sudden I was looking, I was like, holy cow, this thing's up like to two and a half. And I bought it like a buck and a quarter. I was like, I doubled my money in this. And then it, and then it kept running and running. So um, he was early, but he was all over it. I'm so with I'm with you. I, I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know if the story, you know, if the money, easy money has been made here. That's the thing. So, cause you could see Still the overhead supply. Yep. And you have some up. overhead supply too, but could the 5g story get hot again? Absolutely. So this could get hot again. If that 5g story starts to, so I, I'm very torn, very on the fence. Talk me into it or talk me out of it. Chat too. That goes for you. I'm on the fence on this one. I mean, you're. What are you risking? You're risking eleven bucks. I mean, that's you're risking a hundred percent of your investment, Joel. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> as you always risk when you're buying stocks. <laughs> right. I mean, it, the move emanated from eleven when we got over fifteen. Now you're coming back, and just looks like you have a patient buyer here in the eleven handle. So I, I, I like it here. I like it. Stop yourself out under. 
you know, give you some room under 11, but it looks like it's had the, you know, had it up trend, pullback, consolidation. Hey, listen, yeah. you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, all right? That's all I'm saying. I take a lot of shots, and I miss a lot of them too, but I hit on a few. Got to be right 51% of the time, usually. Well, if you do the three to one, you can even be wrong more than you're right. But I like to try to be right 51% of the time, and I think you'll make money in this business. Uh, Troy asked us about the, the rough close from Facebook yesterday. It was really a rough close for well, well, growth tech had a little bit of a rough, a little bit of a rough day. Um, you know, obviously we were strong in the morning. We made new highs and then we were kind of weak all day. So is this a pullback? You know, it's, it's every time it's pulled back. A bit, it's just been a buy. So it's hard to come on, be full bearish here and say, okay, the story's over in Facebook. I mean, it's run and run. I thought the story was over when it was 190. It's 260. So what do I know? Um, I, I don't, it, this is a weird chart, Joel. Look at this Facebook chart. Look at the last five candles. Isn't that a weird-looking chart? Yeah. Kind of look cup and handily, but I don't like patterns. I, I don't know. I'd say if you're in it, under 258, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd be a little yeah. spooked. I mean, you've had a lot. I've never seen Facebook do this before. Weird-looking so chart. Yeah. Make so many lows in the same area. I see that 58.11. You're talking about that low on the 12th, but 59.57, 58.68, 59.40, 59.25. I mean, there's someone with some deep pockets there buying this. So support is support until it's broken. It's been in a major uptrend here, but a couple of just – that's a weird chart. I haven't seen Facebook do that in a while. Yeah, let's do two more, and then we're going to go. Two more? Two, two more. Oh, man, so many. Okay, uh, Chairman Kim, McDonald's. McDonald's. Oh, we haven't looked Mickey D's in a long time. We have not wow. seen that in quite some time. Stop the press. This is 209? When the hell did McDonald's get back to 209, and why in the hell would I want to buy it at 209? I mean, this was 190 when the crisis started. Half their dining rooms aren't open. I don't know. That seems just ridiculous. It feels like Disney to me. Do you drive by these uh, these drive-through places? Oh, they're packed. Like anywhere, anywhere you go by. Oh yeah, they're packed. They're packed. Arby's, maybe it's like Wendy's, small little diner Burger businesses King. in trouble. So maybe exactly. They, so so there there is that play. That is uh, that's a good point. The small little diners are all closed, so you're you're piling in your McDonald's. Yeah, I mean, we exactly. Know the no, I mean they're open. They're, they're open now. A lot of the dining rooms still closed in Canada. Oh, not not here. Okay. And in any regard, it, it's obviously Tim Hortons you know, is closed. It's got slammed. It's come all the way back. But I feel like now, if you're coming to McDonald's now, there was there was a lot of times to come into McDonald's in the last three months, but just ran up from 180 to 209. So basically, you're talking a 15 percent rally from Mickey D's in the last month and a half. I feel like you're chasing it now if you're coming in. I don't know. This one's a, this is a pretty solid stock here, all in all. The company's awesome. It fires on all cylinders. Disney is an awesome company, too. Do I want to buy it during a pandemic at a price that it was higher than it was before the pandemic started? I'm not sure about that. But Disney and McDonald's are both awesome brands. I've, I've, I'd love to own those brands, but I don't want to own them in a pandemic when they're trading at the, where they were when the pandemic started. So I, I'd rather own tech. Keep an eye, keep an eye on two oh seven uh, for you, Mickey D traders. Uh, yesterday, our two day low uh, was oh seven twenty three. Three day low oh six eighty five. So I know it's playing it pretty close to the belt, down a buck forty one today. But uh, double bottom there, if you're bullish, that's uh, you know that's your point. Maybe an exit point. Nice, nice run though here in uh, in Mickey D's. Run a lot. Yep. And then we'll do one more here, uh, BJ's, cause, just because they had also had earnings. Um, How they do? They obviously beat. Yeah, they beat and they beat. I mean, these wholesale companies, everybody's stocking up, so it's not surprising. Is this going to be the Walmart? Is this going to be the Target? I don't know. The stock's at all time highs. I hate shorting stocks. All is it all time highs? I can see. Like, yeah, it did. It yeah, did. I, it I, I don't short stocks at all time highs. So, uh, but earnings let it digest because y you don't know if they could pull the rug out from under. I mean, Target had the gap and go. We kind of felt like Target was going to hold on to the gains, and they it sure really did. held on to the gains. So we got that one right. Um, I don't know in the case of BJ. This is a coin flip. Uh, you've leaked off the uh, that old, uh, that pop off the earnings report. Forty six twenty four. You're a buck fifty off that. In fact, where are you at in relation to yesterday's high? Uh, yesterday's high forty four sixty three. So boom, you plow through that. Greenish guys ahead uh, for BJ's. Uh, nice gain up a buck fourteen. If you go into retreat. 
your close from yesterday should add. Actually, you have two closes, the two all-time high closing levels, 43.43 and 43.40 right there. So uh, keep an eye to see, make sure it, in, it improves on that today after earnings. All right, uh, Joel and I will be covering the rest of these tickers at the At The Close show at 3.40. And then after the 3.40 at 4 o'clock, we've got the Benzinga Cannabis Hour. Uh, Jason Rasnick, who will be on our show tomorrow morning, he will be also uh, on that. So that is at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern on our YouTube channel. Uh, so check it out there. Uh, and I mentioned Jason Rasmussen will be on our show tomorrow morning. We'll cover more tickers, like I said, at the afternoon show. Uh, thanks to our guest today, Mark Chaikin. Uh, thanks to, actually, I believe uh, Jason's on. I, in any case, with or without Jason, check out the Benzinga Cannabis Hour. Uh, thanks to our guest, Mark Chaikin. Thanks to all of you in our chats. Thanks for all the likes, all the subscribes. We appreciate that. Catch our podcast or the replay of our show on YouTube if you missed any part of it. And please remember that all the information on our show is meant to be used as informational purposes and not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a great rest of your Thursday. We'll see you later. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments. Get started at Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Results may vary. See Chime.com for details. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.